Part Two, Chapter One of Eight Hundred Leagues on the Amazon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Carl, St. Louis, Missouri, January two thousand eight. Eight Hundred Leagues on the Amazon by Jules Verne. Part Two: The Cryptogram. Chapter One, Manaus. The town of Manaus is in three degree eight minute four second south latitude, and sixty seven degree twenty seven minute west longitude, reckoning from the Paris meridian. It is some four hundred and twenty leagues from Belem, and about ten miles from the embouchure of the Rio Negro. Manaus is not built on the Amazon. It is on the left bank of the Rio Negro, the most important and remarkable of all the tributaries of the great artery of Brazil, and the capital of the province, with its picturesque group of private houses and public buildings, towers above the surrounding plain. The Rio Negro, which was discovered by the Spaniard Favella in 1645, rises in the very heart of the province of Papanha, on the flanks of the mountains which separate Brazil from New Granada, and it communicates with the Orinoco by two of its affluents, the Pimichin and the Cassiquiare. After a noble course of some seventeen hundred miles, it mingles its cloudy waters with those of the Amazon through a mouth eleven hundred feet wide. But such is its vigorous influence that many a mile has to be completed before those waters lose their distinctive character. Hereabouts, the ends of both its banks trend off and form a huge bay fifteen leagues across, extending to the islands of Anavilhanas, and in one of its indentations the port of Manaus is situated. Vessels of all kinds are there collected in great numbers, some moored in the stream, awaiting a favorable wind, others under repair up the numerous iguarapes, or canals which so capriciously intersect the town, and give it its slightly Dutch appearance. With the introduction of steam vessels, which is now rapidly taking place, the trade of Manaus is destined to increase enormously. Woods used in building and furniture work, cocoa, caoutchouc, coffee, sarsaparilla, sugar canes, indigo, muscado nuts, salt fish, turtle butter, and other commodities are brought here from all parts down the innumerable streams into the Rio Negro from the west and north, into the Madeira from the west and south, and then into the Amazon, and by it away eastward to the coast of the Atlantic. Manaus was formerly called Malra, or Barra de Rio Negro. From 1757 to 1804, it was only part of the capitancy which bears the name of the great river at whose mouth it is placed, but since 1826 it has been the capital of the largest province of Amazonas, borrowing its latest name from an Indian tribe which formerly existed in these parts of equatorial America. Careless travelers have frequently confounded it with the famous Manoa, a city of romance built, it was reported, near the legendary lake of Parima, which would seem to be merely the upper branco, a tributary of the Rio Negro. Here was the empire of El Dorado, whose monarch, if we are to believe the fables of the district, was every morning covered with powder of gold, 
there being so much of the precious metal abounding in this privileged locality, that it was swept up with the very dust of the streets. This assertion, however, when put to the test, was disproved, with extreme regret, for the auriferous deposits, which had deceived the greedy scrutiny of the gold-seekers, turned out to be only worthless flakes of mica. In short, Manaus has none of the fabulous splendors of the mythical capital of El Dorado. It is an ordinary town of about five thousand inhabitants, and of these at least three thousand are in government employ. This fact is to be attributed to the number of its public buildings, which consist of the legislative chamber, the government house, the treasury, the post office, and the custom house, and, in addition, a college was founded in 1848, and a hospital erected in 1851, when with these it is also mentioned a cemetery on the south side of the hill, on which, in 1669, a fortress, which has since been demolished, was thrown up against the pirates of the Amazon. Some idea can be gained as to the importance of the official establishments of the city. Of religious buildings, it would be difficult to find more than two. The small church of the Concepcion and the chapel of Notre Dame de Remedes, built on a knoll which overlooks the town. These are very few for a town of Spanish origin, though to them should perhaps be added the Carmelite convent, burned down in 1850, of which only the ruins remain. The population of Manaus does not exceed the number above given, and after reckoning the public officials and soldiers, is principally made up of Portuguese and Indian merchants belonging to the different tribes of the Rio Negro. Three principal thoroughfares of considerable irregularity run through the town, and they bear names highly characteristic of the tone of thought prevalent in these parts, God the Father Street, God the Son Street, and God the Holy Ghost Street. In the west of the town is a magnificent avenue of centenarian orange trees, which were carefully respected by the architects, who out of the old city made the new. Round these principal thoroughfares is interwoven a perfect network of unpaved alleys, intersected every now and then by four canals, which are occasionally crossed by wooden bridges. In a few places these igorapes flow with their brownish waters through large, vacant spaces covered with straggling weeds and flowers of startling hues, and here and there are natural squares shaded by magnificent trees, with an occasional white-barked sumayumira shooting up and spreading out its large dome-like parasol above its gnarled branches. The private houses have to be sought for among some hundreds of dwellings of very rudimentary type, some roofed with tiles, others with interlaced branches of the palm tree, and with prominent miradors and projecting shops for the most part tenanted by Portuguese traders. And what manner of people are they who stroll on to the fashionable promenade from the public buildings and private residences? men of good appearance with black cloth coats chimney-pot hats patent leather boots highly colored gloves and diamond pins in their necktie bows and women in loud imposing toilettes with flounce dressed and headgear of the latest style and indians also on the road to europeanization in a way which bids fair to destroy every bit of local color in the central portion of the district of the amazon such is Manaus, which, for the benefit of the reader, 
It was necessary to sketch. Here the voyage of the giant raft, so tragically interrupted, had just come to a pause in the midst of its long journey, and here will be unfolded the further vicissitudes of the mysterious history of the Fazender of Iquitos. End of Part 2 Chapter 1